Parsha Themes is for inspired people like you who are looking for engaging and relevant Parsha and Moedim thoughts. Our weekly discussions focus on uplifting thoughts and actionable ideas that will upgrade your Avodah Hashem and enhance your Shabbos and Yantav table. I'm your host, Rabbi Yosef Tropper, and it's an honor to have you with me here today. Welcome to Parsha's Meskhanan. A couple of thoughts on Vilna Gaon that have to do with Tefillah. Of course, the biggest theme of Meskhanan and Hashem is Davin, so let's talk about Tefillah. So, um, Moshe tells over that I daven to Hashem, and I wanted to go into Eretz Yisrael, and Hashem said to me, Rav Lach, it's enough. Al Tosef Dabar Lai Parak Gimel Pasuk So there's a Medrash that says, very interesting thing, that Moshe was obviously a Torah scholar of note, so Moshe had a very, very big taina to Hashem. He said, Rebona Shalom, you wrote in your Torah that Vim Amar Yomar HaEved, in, in Parshas Mishpatim, if the, ma- if the slave says that I don't want to go free, um, then he can, uh, he will stay. And so I am going to use, I'm going to evoke that claim of the slave, and you're telling me to go free, and that I can't go into Eretz Yisrael, and I'm saying I want to stay with you, and I want to come into Eretz Yisrael, I want to stay with, with Kali Yisrael. And Hashem's response then was, Rav Lach, it's enough, and somehow that won. So what does that mean? So what's the conversation? But the Medrash fills in the details. If the master, if a slave says, Adoni, so, I love my master. But here, Moshe said, I love you, Rebona Shalom. As Ishti, I love my wife. Uh, because, remember, the, the master might have given the slave uh, his own wife. So, Moshe's, in Moshe's case, Zua Torah. That's the Torah, my Eish is Chayel. That's Moreses Kehilas Yaakov. That's Bani, I love my children. That's Kla Yisrael. Lo Eitzei Chavshi, I don't want to be free. I don't want to die. Vemesem Chavshi, I don't want to be free. So, that's a great time. Moshe seems to have won because he's evoking the Torah law. So Moshe's got a response from Hashem. No. Ravlach. So what's the answer? So there's a fascinating thing, says the Gro. The Gemara Kedushin says that when a slave says this, if he says it once, it's not valid. He doesn't get his ear pierced and he doesn't stay. He has to say it twice because the Pasuk says, if the master, if the slave will say, and in Hebrew, Amar Yomar just means it's an expression of saying, which is interesting. You have to look at other times this appears if there's some double connotation, but the Gemara says that it means he has to, Amar Yomar means he has to say it twice. The Gemara says explicitly in Kedushin, Daf Chavbez, Amar Aleph, Ad Yomar he has to say it twice. And so that's what Hashem said back. Hashem's response was, Rav Lach, don't say it again. So that's it. Meaning you're right. If you say it again, I, I'm going to have to fulfill it, but it's not what's best for you. It's not what's best for the world. And therefore, don't do it. And, and Moshe Rabbeinu ultimately trusted Hashem and didn't say it again. That's the Pshat over here as well. If you think about it, it's a phenomenal thing. Because what's being said here is that if you really want something in life, you should say it again and again. It doesn't mean to be a nag. But the things that are important in your life, when you say them and you repeat them and you say, I want it, I want it, I want it, you make it a reality. But there's also an amazing lesson here that Moshe Rabbeinu trusted the Rebbe Shalom so much that even though Moshe had a trick, so to speak, he literally evoked a Torah principle that literally would have kept him alive and it would have given him his entire life dream, which was that I should come into Eretz Yisrael. But that was batal mavutal. It was insignificant compared to listening to Ratzon Hashem. He said, Moshe stood in front of Hashem and said, Hashem, I have a time of why you have to let me in. Because I'm, I, I love my master. I love the Torah. I love Kala Yisrael. I love you. And Hashem said, you're right, but that's not what's best for you. Don't say it again. Because you, it's true that you'll be evoking the Torah power, but it's not what's best for you. And ultimately, Moshe Rabbeinu, the Eved Hashem, bowed his head and said, Rebun Shalom, you're right. And I accept that, even though I don't understand it at all. 
And that's the greatness of Moshe Rabbeinu. That's also the greatness of Tefillah, that we stand in front of the Rebbe Shalom and we beg and we beg and we beg. But sometimes the Rebbe Shalom says no, and it's not to say that we, we don't always know how much to keep davening or not, but when it's very clear that the Rebbe Shalom said no, when Kalei Yisrael was searching for Rebbeinu, that's all. And we were saying, please, Rebbe Shalom, please, Rebbe Shalom, let him be alive. We don't stop. We keep davening. But when he's found, the Rebbe Shalom says, no. I said, no, he's not going to live. And we say, okay, Rebbe Shalom, we don't understand. We accept your gezera. And that's, that's what Moshe Rebbe teaches us, that when the Rebbe Shalom does say no, we say, okay, Rebbe Shalom, you know what's best. So that's one lesson in life about pursuing things passionately, but also about knowing that when the Rebbe Shalom says no, we can accept it with love. Another thing, on the end part of the Pasuk, so the Zohar says a very interesting thing that the girl brings down over here. That Moshe had a Kabbalah about how to make a powerful tefillah. And the Kabbalah that he got, remember the Gemara in Shabbos, says that even the Malach HaMavis gave him a secret. When he took the Torah, the Malach HaMavis admitted defeat and gave him a secret. And now Rashi and Chumash brings down, other Midrashim seem to say that the secret was Ketoris, but this, um, the Grah, based on the Zohar, says that there's another secret. And what is that? That's when you daven and you say the word na, please, and you say it twice, Lashon Bakasha, your tefillah will often be answered. And so that's why Moshe Rabbeinu knew by Miriam, where he davened, he said, Kel na, please Hashem, Rafa na, la, please heal her, Bamidbar your base. And so that, so therefore over here also. And that's what Moshe said over here, um, that Moshe started davening to Hashem, and he wanted to um, get into Eretz Israel, and he said it once, he said, Ve'era na, please Hashem, Show me the land. And had he said it again, Hashem, Hashem says, you might be able to push your way through, but that's not what's best for you. Again, the same idea that Hashem said no. It's interesting that there's a, there's a double part here, that there's a two times na, and there's a two times amar yomara evid, which is very significant. But so that's why Moshe, Moshe said to Hashem, please let me in. And Hashem said, don't use that word again of na, because if you say the word na again, you said it twice, and you're going to push me in. So again, and that's not what's best for you. Again, we see that when you daven to supplicate before Hashem, no, 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 please, 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 Hashem. That's the way we daven, please, 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 like someone who actually cares, because the only time that you get down and beg is when you know that this is the person that makes a difference. And that, that last, that last bakasha. And so when we stand in front of the Rebbe Shalom saying, please, Hashem, please, Hashem, and how many things do we need from Hashem that we could say those words for? But when we say that, when we daven and we connect to Hashem, that his batlas is the ultimate tefillah, and the ultimate power that we have. And the Grub points out in another place that the uh, trup on the word na in that Pusik, uh, where the era na is a esnafta, which means to rest, because Hashem told him, stop, don't say it again, you need to take a break, I don't want that word coming out um, of your mouth again. Now, you might ask, what is all this? You could overpower God, you could outsmart him with tefillah? But the answer is, Ruderman says, it's very famous, uh, Baltimore Tvar Torah, but I want to share it with the world, it's in Sichos Levi, um, by Rav Ruderman Zatzal, who's a Rosh Shiva of Neri Sral, the founder, on page Kufnun Beis, a phenomenal thing from the, based on this grub. And he quotes, that this is what the grub is saying, that tefillah is something that the Rebbe Shalom put into nature, that it became nature, that when you evoke tefillah properly, you are you, you could be Paul Yeshua, so you could actually bring things about. So when you learn the Koach tefillah, it, it becomes something that's natural. In fact, there's a fascinating thing that Ramatzio Solomon discusses in his Matnas Chalko on Avos, he brings down that on the Memches Kenyanim, he goes through all of them. So one of them is not tefillah. It doesn't, there's not a single one, although there are Mepharshim that try to argue and fit in tefillah, but the simple reading of, of uh, Talmud, Shemina, Ozen, Arichas Vasayim, Arichas Vasayim is, is, is speaking. It's not davening. Why is tefillah not there? 
And he answers, because it's fundamental, because the Gemara Nida Daf Ayin says, you can't accomplish any Torah without tefillah. So every one of those ingredients is with, is with it. So for example, if, if, you, if you put together a, a car and you say, this is such a nice car, but you're missing the engine, then it's a worthless car. It might be a beautiful car. It might have all the different components. It might have all the 48 ingredients of what it needs to make a car. But if you're missing the engine of the car, you have nothing. And so all those items, they all depend on the, on the engine. The engine is hapalohala sagi. And now it's the same thing with Parnasa as well. Remember that the, the believing in, in the Rebbe the Tefillah, that the Rebbe will take care of you, that is the engine that makes it roar and that makes it work. And that's what Ruderman is saying, that Tefillah is, is hutbah in the Bria, that the Rebbe created a power of Tefillah that you could tap into and that could drive everything. A little bit further about Tefillah, we have Perak Dalai Pasachavtes, Uvi Kashtem Misham, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring out the Ara while I'm reading and translating. And you, plural, Will daven from daven from Hashem as Hashem alok kecha Hashem your God plural umatsasa and you again plural could find him we'll find him he said your sheno because you requested b'cholav vavcha with all your individual heart b'chol nafshech and all your individual soul so what what's the shot that that starts off with lush and robin and it, and it goes to lush and yachid now remember this is talking about that sorrows and bad things will happen and then you'll you'll turn out to Hashem for tefillah. To, to get get an answer. So in Adaris Elio, it brings down from the grub, the pshat is like this. The Gemara Rosh Hashanah Yudches says that two people go to Daven. One, one is misfallen, is answered, and the other one is not. So what's the pshat? One of them had kavana, the other one didn't. So that's the pshat, that all you people, you're all going into Daven, but you want to know who, get, who gets answered? The Chol If you individually have have kavana, that's how you're answered. The Chol And with you individually put your soul into it, that's how you're answered. But there's something deeper here which I believe the Gura is hinting to, but he doesn't say it explicitly. And that is, but there's also a Koach HaTfilah that you started off with the Tzibor, that when you go through the Tzibor, that your Tfila is in Skabal more, and then on a Yachid level, when you put that Kavana in, there's even more power to get your Tfila answered. All right, we got so many things on Parshas Veschanan, so many beautiful things from the Gura. Let's carry on. What does that mean? So in Parshas Kriyashma, we know that Chazal tells, Yushalmi says that it has a service of Dibros. And then you have Baruch Shem, uh, is, is a Pasuk that we say over there. And it's interesting that, um, that Baruch Shem is actually included in the, in the Remez of the Yerushalmi because it corresponds to, Baruch Shem is, is, um, corresponds to Losis Hashem HaShav, um, that you shouldn't use Hashem's name uh, in vain. And that's why Baruch Shem, it's, it's giving recognition for God. And says the Grah, that's why Chazal or Masakim, that if you said Shem Shemayim by accident, you said Hashem's name by accident, that you should immediately say Baruch Shem Kavamal Salim because that's exactly the one that's Kemeged Losisa. Okay? And Viahafta, what is Viahafta? You should love Hashem. That's Kemeged Shabbos. Zachar Hashem Shabbos Gacha. Why is Shabbos this idea of Viahafta Hashem Lakacha? So we know that it's a time of Ava Shabbos in the Yom Tov Davening. Unless it falls out on Shabbos, we don't say the word Ba'ava over Ratzon in the Shemona Esrei in certain spots because the Ava comes through Shabbos. Because the Grah writes from the Zohar that the Mosachol, the weekdays, are like Yira compared to Shabbos, which is Ava. That's when you could taste Hashem. And the Shinantan of Anecha, um, you should teach your children. That's those Sertzel. You shouldn't murder. Says the Grah, what's the How does that correspond? Because if you don't teach your son Torah, it's as if you murdered him. Phenomenal thing. And finally, Al Mazuzus Beisach Levisharecha is Kenegel Sachmod. Um, because that's that's the, the pshat that, that mezuzah teaches you sipuk, like we talked about in Rus from the Grah, that that's what a mezuzah is. It teaches you to be satisfied with what you have. 
this next one is just so fascinating because you see how the Gra is midactic in every word of Chazal. So, Shema Yisrael Hashem Lekin Hashem Echad, we have in our part of Eschanan, and the, if you open up a Mesechus Brachas, so the first uh, Gemara, the mission starts off, that, when do you say Shema at night? We know there's a Chiyav to say Shema twice a day, once at night, and once in the morning when you get up. So um, the, the Mishnah says, When the Kohanim eat their truma, but it's a very strange expression. Instead of saying, it says, which is their truma. It's a very strange thing. The Nodabihuda and many other people ask questions on this. The Grah explains like this, but first let me give a little bit of a background so it makes more sense what he's saying. The Rambam brings down a Pirish Mishnahis uh, in Parak Dalad and Trumas, Mishnah Gimel. In the name of Chazal, we don't know where this Chazal is, but he says that the word truma stands for tre mimea. You have to give two out of a hundred. So that's the amount that you should give. Now, we know that there's different shiurim, etc., but the, the standard truma amount is one-fiftieth. So two out of a hundred, or one-fiftieth simplified. So this is what the Grah says. The Grah says that, that if you look from the Pasuk of Shema Yisrael, together with the Pasuk of Baruch Shem, there are, um, there are exactly 49 letters. That make up So what's the fiftieth part? What's the truma? The the fiftieth part? That's the machshava kedusha, mysterious nefesh. That you say it bekavana, and you say I'm willing to die for you. Even if you take away any anything from me, my money, my soul, everything, I'm still willing to, to live and die for you, Rebbeinu That's the that's the truma that you give to Hashem, and so that's the pshat over here that. Um, uh, that, that our truma, our 150th that we give, is when we say Shema, we say Hashem Echad, that's the ultimate truma that we unify with the Rebbe Shalom, and we're willing to be Moser Nefesh for Hashem. Now, it, with this, it explains something very deep, and I don't know if the Grah is saying this, but to me it makes sense. So why are we saying Trey Mimea? Why do you say two out of a hundred? It's a weird remez. I understand that truma is Trey Mimea, but if, if Chazal are telling us that that's a remez, there's something deeper. And I'll tell you, meaning, it should have said 150th. Why are you saying, a, say the common denominator, not the higher denominator, 2 out of 100. Say 1 out of 50. That's what you do. That's what truma is. But no, the shot is that it's being with Rami's, the two types of, two times you say Shema, in the Shachars and the Arvis. So the two times you say Shema, you have to give the Rebunish on Trey Mimea. You have to make sure that that 50th is what makes all of it worth it. That that 2 out of 100 is what makes the entire thing valuable. That's a Trey Mimea. And that's why it's inexplicably connected to uh and says the Grah, that's why at the end of a person's life, after 120, which again is Trey and Mea, after 120, he wants his, his Neshama to go out with Echad, because that signifies the fact that I live my life with Truma, I live my life, uh, Truma's son stands for Truma's Nun, that I gave the Rebbe Shalom my Nun, my, my 50th, all my, my Kavanah L'Shem Shemayim, and that's the Pshat. And by the way, the Grah says this explicitly, that, that that's Trey Mimea, that's why it says it, because Shema is said twice, in Lukute Agra, it brings us down. What, 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 what beauty, what absolute beauty. There's a famous vart from the Gra, brought down in Sefer Sharbas Rabim, which is that with the Barta Bum, the Gemara Numa says, Amar Rava, Asachsi Chaskulam over Basay, Shamar Vidivarta Bum, Bum, Loba Dvar Macherim. You should speak in Torah only. So the Gra says that Bum stands for Bez is voracious and Mem is Me'emasai. That if you are trying to figure out what to say, you have a right to speak about Bum, voracious, Torah Shvachsav, and uh, pet. That's the all, that's all you should be talking about, and that's why it says in Tehillim, Rechav Elokim Ruasaim Hashem Bum Sinai That's where Hashem came, and again, that's what Hashem tried to give us. 
Torah, and that's how we should use our lives, speaking in Torah. There are so many beautiful words that the Dvar Torah, I've only gone every week, but let me, I'm going to leave you off with one. The Dibar Bum, you should speak in Torah again. So Rava says, or some people say, Chizza says, that if a person sees Yisurim are coming to him, the Gemara and Brachas, Dafheim and Olive says, he's getting punished, he should look into his actions. If he looked into his actions and he couldn't find what it was, what was causing it, then Yitlab a Bittel Torah. He should assume that it's Bittel Torah. That's a simple reading of the Gemara. There's a famous Rechaim Velazhin, and this is in Saras Eliyahu, brought down Mashiach Begra, um, that there's a very fascinating thing. So he says that, uh, what's the shot? That uh, if if he searched and he couldn't find anything, and why then then why should you say it's bittel Torah? If he was being mavatel Torah, he would have known that. So if, if he doesn't know, if he if he was mavatel Torah and doesn't know it, what's what's the shot that he that oh so you couldn't find any reason? Then it's bittel Torah. So the so Rechaim Velazhin and Nefesh Chaim says his own shot, and the Graz shot ties in, but it's a slightly different one. Although Divrei Rav Divrei Talmud are really very very similar, because like this the the, the Rechaim Velazhin says. That we know the Rebbeinu Shalom punishes us. So if a person uh, stubs his toe, then he says, "Oh, Rebbeinu Shalom, I know that you're trying to teach me a lesson. Maybe I didn't run fast enough, or maybe I used my feet for the wrong thing." If a person has a throat ache. He says, "Rebbeinu Shalom, I didn't use my mouth properly." So any any surah that come, he's able to understand that it's minikhtagimita. However, says the says the Rebbeinu Let's say a person sees that he has a certain type of surah and he has stomach ache, and he says, "I hate kosher. And I use my stomach right. I don't. It doesn't make sense to me. What's the pshat?" So you get the bittel Torah, you, have, you should assume that it's because of bittel Torah, because Torah is supposed to permeate your whole body. And therefore, if there, in the media Kanagamita, if you don't learn Torah, then every part of your body could be punished. And so therefore, if you can't find something that's media Kanagamita, you say, Shalom, I don't know what this is for. I, I didn't misuse my hands or my stomach or my head or my whatever it is. So then that could be Torah, because that means that, that Torah is connected to your entire body. And so in Mela, if you're not learning your, the bittel Torah, could cause this. That is Mia because Torah permeates your whole body. That's her high volition. The Gras has a different shot. The Gras says the shot is like this that if you looked into your actions and you couldn't find what was wrong, then you should know the reason you couldn't find it is because you're an Amaretz, because you didn't learn enough. If you would have learned more, then you would have learned how to, you would know how to see Maase Hashem and what Hashem is trying to teach you. And so in life, you need to try to see what Hashem, what Hashem is giving you that message. And if, you, and if you're not able to see the message, then you need to learn more. <laughs> that obviously there's something very, very lacking in your life. Now we have to take this as a grain of salt because it doesn't mean that everything that happens to us, we need to just look at ourselves and say, oh, what's wrong with me? And okay, Rabbi Shalom, I don't even know. That's not what it means. But there's a Musa lesson, which is that when a person has tsaris, he should turn to the Rabbi Shalom, the Tzarli Akra Hashem, and say, Rabbi Shalom, please, I'm going to learn more. I'm going to be more committed to you. I'm going to follow your Torah and your mitzvahs, and you guide me and teach me what's going on. How do I live my life properly? We should all be so Thanks for joining us. For more Torah content and to make sure you never miss an episode, don't forget to subscribe and visit us at ParshaThemes.com.